Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions episode. Oh shit! Um. Oh my god, we haven't done that in so long, guys. We're back. It's been so long. I'm gonna say forty-eight. Ooh, that was the last episode. Oh, uh, forty-nine. Forty-nine. We're about to hit the half century Aww, mark. It's so exciting. And we're probably at a year now. Well, technically, that would be fifty-two, wouldn't it? So episode-wise, yeah, but we did yeah. take a little. One week vacation that became a two week vacation. Yes. Almost became a three week vacation. But we managed to manage yeah. to squeeze it in. Yeah. You've been really busy. I was going to say, we called it a vacation. I have not been on vacation. I've been on vacation. Yes. I have been working like crazy, which you did say you're, you're upset at not only me and my girlfriend, but also Meg for not being on the same schedule as you. Yes. I did say that because it's frustrating because I want to play. Yeah. And you guys are all working. And you're not just like you're working an eight-hour day. Like you're working 14 hours. Then you're basically getting up and then rinse, repeat. So there's like no time for fun. Yeah. And Meg is getting like one day off a week. And when she does, obviously she wants to see like her friends and stuff, which is fine. But it's like I want to play now. Which is why we'll go to the cottage. Yes. Yes. And then once I go back to work, you guys are all a little freer. Uh, I wouldn't say you're freer, but you're not doing 14-hour days. Yes, you go back to school, but it's a little different, right? Yeah, I got school three days a week. Oh, boo-boo. Yeah, I have to go in person. One day, and it's sometimes. Oh, I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's cool. Oh, good, yeah. Like, I'm going to meet the people that I've been, like... fun. Yeah, we've been, like, talking in a group chat for over a year. Oh, my God. No, like a year. That's so crazy, though. That's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Do you want to do you want to tell your BC stories? Any BC stories, um, or maybe just the really messy one? No, I'm not going to get into that because I feel like that takes away from my trip. And let's just say it took me 24 hours to get home. It was probably the most chaotic experience of my life. Uh, nothing went right. It was just one of those kind of trips. But you know what? I had 11 days of uh, amazing quality time with my best friend. And um, I'm already planning to go back in about six weeks just for like a weekend. We usually do a fall one, which I really like. So we're just kind of trying to iron out the the weekend now for that. Um, it was great. I mean, it was smoky there, but I didn't even notice because it's all I just wanted. To, I haven't seen her in two years, right? So yeah, we went like camping and we did, we floated down a river and we went to beaches and we went to wineries and we shopped and lots of quality time with our daughter and so it was great. It was really good. Floated down the river doesn't sound like a task. <laughs> it just sounds like something you did by accident. <laughs> no, we had to. Actually, it's pretty cool. So you bring your floaty and you get on at a certain spot. And then when you're done, it took about three hours of just floating. Oh, just floating. And well, we bought drinks. And then you get on a bus. How that- big is the floaty that you have drinks? Well, it has a little cooler thing in the middle of it. And then it had your like, it was just oh, like, like it's not individual. Well, her, the one, the float that Lisa had for us, we each were like we were attached to each other. Like but it was then one there's a cooler in the middle. Yeah. Like a thing. So not really a cooler, but like a, a place you could put like we put our phones and our, you know, a, a bathing suit cover up. And we had a couple of things in it and then a couple of drinks. Or, and, like, or like a child. <laughs> probably what it's intended for no no it is it's got a lid thing oh, okay. it is meant f- to keep things dry i guess right yeah so and then a bus picks you up and it brings you back to your car or in our case like the hotel area so yeah, yeah it's great i love it out there i've 
always I've never been shy about saying that right I love it and now you get to come back then I got to come back <laughs> no I was I was actually I was happy to be come home I missed everybody by about like a week I started missing everyone but then I knew once I got home I would miss her so just there's no there's no winning that there's no winning that that's okay it's all right vacation you still got a few weeks left I got three weeks just under actually it's all right we'll, yeah. we'll have the podcast I know <clears throat> yeah and you've been working hard and having no fun except for Saturday Oh, Saturday was great. We did talk about it. Uh, you can check out the Joe Show every Monday and Friday, sometimes, at least once a week. Uh, we did talk about our live experience and that one really messy girl that yes. would torque every time there was uh, Hispanic music playing. Yeah, it was a bit embarrassing. It's all right. The set, and then we talked about how the second game was definitely better. Not not because of the game result at all, but it was just sitting in a socially distant pod and mm-hmm. they really they jam. 12,000 people into a lower bowl it just doesn't really feel that safe no that's for sure but it's still fun fun to have yeah it's fun to have experiences again right Mm -hmm. we also have good good show today yeah we got excited we're going to talk about Shawshank Redemption Django Unchained we're going to have a comedic draft where we're going to build our dream comedic movie and we're going to pick our movies for next week yeah all right. Where do you want to start? I want to start with Django. All right. Django Unchained, 2012, directed by Quentin Tarantino, who he just he manages to squeeze his way into almost every episode we do. Yes, he really does. That or Marvel are seems to be our heavy hitters for yeah. this, Cons- right? Consistency. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a freed, a freed slave goes on a revenge journey to rescue his wife from a brutal plantation owner with the help of a German bounty hunter. Okay, I have so many things to say, but I'm going to say, so the Bounty Hunters played by Christoph Waltz. He is, I, I don't like, I wish there was like a new word. I, you know what? He needs like his own word. Like, it's like, I don't know what he does on screen that is, he, he's just amazing. His confidence, the way he speaks, it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like I always say like captivating, magical, whatever, but he just he draws you in and the very opening scene is him freeing the slave which is played by Jamie Foxx and um, my favorite well there's so many things I love about this movie because I think it's just so well done first of all it's a lot more violent than I remember because yes Quentin Tarantino is violent but this is more violent it's it's throughout he's more of a one crazy scene of violence I I feel like the perfect Tarantino example is Kill Bill Mm -hmm. where it's it's Bill and the whatever 88s yeah like 88 people like that is just a bloodbath when this entire movie is pretty much just like a more drawn out bloodbath yeah but there's a yeah there's a lot more like I mean the opening scene is pretty gory and I don't know why we had to shoot the horse but whatever I'll I'll get over that um but I love seeing the evolution of Jamie Foxx like when he gets to him and well play by and so it's Django when he gets to Django and he frees him he's just like this meek like scared kind of man and then he builds his confidence and he's he's so ahead of his time Christoph Waltz's character like he's just so ahead and he just like when they go to the saloon and they're like he walks in with you know by the way the n-word holy jumping i wish i'd counted because it was just it had to be up in the triple digits yeah it's really it's a word tarantino really enjoys 
enjoys to use yeah. like even I, I the one i always go back to is when he used when his character uses it in pulp fiction and it's like this didn't really feel necessary this movie it makes at least more sense because we're talking about slaves we're talking about pre-civil war united states totally. where that like it's just it's it's something i'm glad we have a movie like this so it's not just ignored right. so it's not just well you know we're trying to do better now it's like we're still not doing great now but yeah you still have to acknowledge what the past was. And I know this was obviously a fantasy story. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really told me this happened, I'd be like, okay, I believe it. And they yeah. Hollywoodized it a bit. I-, I believe it could have happened. Yeah. But it just, to me, it, to me, it just works. It's like a, it's bringing back that spaghetti style Western mm-hmm. and it's slave revenge fantasy. Yes. But it also just feels like it's its own thing. Like, those are its categories, technically. But it just it feels like something that stands on its own. Right, right. And Carrie Washington, brilliant. I, I don't know if that's, like, the first time we saw her or if she was in... Because I don't think she was in Scandal yet. Which year did you say this was? 94? No. 2012. 20. <laughs> Shawshank is 94. Oh, okay. Sorry, a little mixed up there. Okay, so she was definitely in... I'm sure she was in Scandal by then, but... I don't know. I just, yeah, I think she's so great, too. I hate when she's getting whipped, though, but I think she does such a good job because it's not over the top. Like, it's not over the top. Like, it just seems authentic. Like, it's a hard thing to, if if it's not really happening, I know they're actors and that's what they're supposed to do, but some people don't do it well. Mm-hmm. And she did it really well. Yeah, I found her and the Lupita Nyong'o performance mm-hmm. from 12 Years a Slave were both very just they did such a good job it just worked for their characters and in this one she it's almost like you think she's just gonna be a damsel in distress she is not though eh? no she's a feisty little thing and i love it Mm -hmm. i love when they get to the plantation and they say well you think a german-speaking slave well they probably said the n-word but slave would know so, I don't know, he says something and Jamie Foxx's whole demeanor changes because he knows it has to be her, which is their whole mission. They're trying to find her, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows it has to be her. And then when they, you know, when they finally see each other in that room or whatever, and yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, it's very gory at the end, but yeah, that's, I feel, that's Tarantino. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we spent way too long talking about this movie and not talking about Leo DiCaprio oh, because I know yeah. he's another one that comes up a lot, but this movie is just... It's the movie that you go, yes, this is exactly what I wanted from you. Mm-hmm. He always plays the, eh, maybe not the good guy all but, the time. Yeah, but yeah, I like, know what you mean. He's usually the hero of stories. Or a little squeaky, a little too squeaky clean or something, right? Yeah, Which like, is fine, but this is... Because you have The Departed, where that gets messy. Yeah. And then you have this, where you're like, yes, this is... Because I, I think, I always think about it in, like, I compare his performance in this to Christoph Waltz and Inglorious Bastards, yeah. which I'm not saying they're the same. I think Christoph Waltz is definitely more of a menacing, but like the confidence, mm-hmm. the like swagger he has, there's no one else besides Leo that could do that. Yeah. That no, could I agree. do that character. Cause Christoph Waltz could, could technically do it, but he doesn't have like the suave yeah. that Leo has. Well, because Leo is, is, like he's got the face like yeah. he's he's ha- he's handsome not that christoph waltz isn't handsome but it's like a different kind of like he's got the old hollywood kind of handsome face mm-hmm. leo does so it just it works 
for like it works in his favor for this movie for sure right and the the confidence he has until weird with his sister though eh? yeah but i feel weird but it's also something that just like as soon as it started you started seeing it you're like "Eh, you're a plantation owner i'm I'm not really gonna (laughs) i didn't really have high expectations (laughs) for your morals right yeah that's true for sure yeah and the ending obviously we don't want to say exactly what the ending is but everyone if you've seen one tarantino movie you can expect how how we're gonna wrap up a story like this yes and to me i i think this is the best tarantino ending to a movie yeah because it is so satisfying right because it is so we've built up to this point and any expectation you had it I would say it exceeded it. It exceeded it just to the end because it was so gory the entire time. And at the end, you're like, well, you just got to commit. You have to commit and then go up a level, which he does. Oh, yeah. I think because the stakes were higher in this, right? Like you're you're dealing with um, slaves. So you want it to be like everyone get their due kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they do. <laughs> yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson. I know. <laughs> He's such a funny one because he loves his master and like. Like he gets whatever happens, and it's like, buddy. Yeah, like he he you just don't have to be on his side anymore. You're... No, he 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 really does commit, and it's another one where Tarantino does such a good job of getting people to do these roles. Because obviously, when he pitches Leo on being Calvin Candy, like he's like, this is the perfect role for you. You get to be the villain. Mm-hmm. You get to do all your little Leo stuff, but you're also going to be respected so much more because, like you said, he's always the squeaky clean. He's always the, oh, I'm the good guy. I'm going to save everybody. Yeah. He gets that chance. Christoph Waltz put put in the perfect role. Basically, like, in, not as good as Inglorious Bastards, but... Yeah, it's a tough call, it's a, it's, eh? It's flipping the script. Yes. Which is actually both, both of them. Samuel L. Jackson, usually the hero of stories. Yeah. Not a huge character in this, but... No one likes him. No one likes him. No. No, he's not likable in this. Like, I don't even think it... Like, in my head as, as I was watching, I'm like, this is like Stockholm Syndrome. And then right? as he kept doing stuff, I'm like, no, no. This is just genuinely how he feels. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It is. It's a good one, though. It's definitely... Uh, it's one of my favorite... Well, I like anything Tarantino. I think there's only a couple I'm like, nah, that was okay. But Tarantino's a pretty good... Especially because he doesn't like just pump out movies every two years right is you have to like wait and you're like all right like after Django was there anything before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where where was Inglorious Bastards in that I think it's before oh okay you know I'm gonna I'll do a quick Google search you'll do a quick one uh the other thing I found interesting was uh uh people talking about how like Schultz and Django need each other Mm-hmm. But for different reasons, because Schultz needed an enforcer type mm-hmm. of deal, and Django needed someone with the smarts of Schultz to well, and guide also, him on that journey, and also someone that's going to back him up of saying like he's a free man and he's with me, and you know, because if he was on his own doing that, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't make it very far, right? So mm-hmm. I think he needed, he needed him for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yeah, that's. Yeah, it was just, it was just I loved that friendship. Like I just think it was so beautiful and the way they grew together and, you know, like at some points you almost thought Django was kind of in charge, right? Like when mm-hmm. they were 
There was it, a few it, scenes where he kind of looked to him of, well, what do you want to do, right? Yeah, it seemed like they really had built that relationship mm-hmm. to such trust. Yeah. I also looked up, I'm on his Quentin Tarantino's Wikipedia page, and one of the things is controversies, mm-hmm. which gun violence, racial slurs, uh, I'm going to skip that one, Kill Bill car crash? Ooh, Uma Thurman was in a serious car crash on the set of Kill Bill. Oh, really? uh bruce lee oh yeah that wasn't really great yeah because he was in once upon a time in hollywood um okay i'm just gonna roll through this very fast i know i shouldn't but it's still fun so reservoir dogs 92 pulp fiction 94 jackie brown 97 kill bill uh 03 and 04 volume 1 and 2 2007 death proof death proof uh 09 and glorious bastards Mm. 2012 django and there wasn't one in between, which is one that kind of people forget. 2015, The, hate- the Hateful Eight. Eight. Yeah. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I don't really know if there's another one planned. I mean, I'm sure he'll have something, but. Yeah, maybe it's a secret. I don't know what he could do. Like, I don't, I, I just don't know what, but he always does come up with something. He does. I know. Yeah. Uh, negative reactions. And this was also part of the co- uh, the controversies part of Tarantino is Spike Lee not a fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like disappointing when you see like people not supporting each other, but also it is his choice. Like if he didn't like the movie and and you don't like the glorification of this movie, I completely get that. Some of these movies I could just sit back and enjoy. This is one of those movies because he's running around shooting people and it's just it's Tarantino and it's all these actors not at their best because that's something I've always I love thinking about it. like, was someone at their best. And in my head, I'm like, I think this is Jamie Foxx's best movie. Right, right. Yeah, he's really good on it. And it's like, it's probably not Christoph Waltz. Definitely not Samuel L. Jackson. Leo's. Oh, it's a hard one. It's up there. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, it's one of those so things. That, I think it's a topic we should do at one point of, like, what was their best movie? I know we do the signatures, the yeah. one we always think of. But, like, what is just their best? Yeah, yeah, it's true. What's the best? Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Me too. All right. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. This one's 1994. 94. Uh, directed by Frank Darabant. Darab- I I always write R's and they look like N's. <laughs> I'm going to Google just to make sure. It's Darabant or Donabant. But- so it, it stars Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. And they are, well, I guess you like doing your, um, what the movie's about, right? Darabant, yeah. Uh, two men in Shawshank Prison. Uh bond over time and find decency in people once again over small acts Mm, nice it is just a very heartwarming story and it's so funny that you root for these guys that are well we don't tim robbins isn't but like they're murderers like they're bad people yeah but yet you really grow to really love them and you love like their friendship is is so beautiful and like I, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I was really happy to watch it again. And I think what you, when you think of Shawshank, like you have your your moments you kind of remember, but you don't remember some of the in between stuff. Like for me, it's um, so Tim Robbins is there accused of murdering his wife and her lover, um, and so he shows up at jail, and then he he has a lot like he gets beaten up and stuff happens to oh, him. I was going to say, this is one of my things. When I watched it when I was younger, I was like, oh my God, they're fighting him. That's so terrible. And then I watched it a few days ago and I was like, 
Oh, yeah. They're not. They're not just fighting him. No, there's some what they're doing. more inappropriate fighting. Yeah. Um. But then he he helps the guard figure something out, right? And and then he's like, oh, um, he's something about a roof, and he's like, oh, I'll help you with that if you get all of us like a beer. We wanted three beers each or something like that. Yeah. And they sit on the roof, and that's how he kind of gets his gang of guys. But it's simple, and I and I it's like. Because Morgan Freeman's kind of commentating it, too. And he says, like, I don't think he did it to be our friends. I think he just want like he wasn't it wasn't um he didn't have an ulterior motive. He literally did it because he just wanted to have a bit of normalcy and, you know, and sit on a roof and feel the sun and have a beer. Right. Yeah. He didn't even sit with the guys. He kind of sat on his own anyways. Yeah. I think what's also proved he didn't have this ego about this. It's just it's what he wanted to do. He thought it was something good. He also gets almost gets killed because of it yeah like he he was kind of like he has such a good mentality in this movie where he's just like i like he just doesn't have an ego he just wants to do things for everybody else yeah i think that another one i forgot about was the library like he created a whole library and he like wrote to whatever you know tons he wrote out 300 letters or something and they got a library built and then he helped everybody get their GED and he helped people get like degrees and he helped like he was so helpful in in the jail like it was just or in the prison that it was he just he was a good guy but then he also while doing this um was setting setting everything in motion of you know he had a plan he was very smart and he had a plan and he executed it Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Do we say the ending? Uh, I feel like most people know it. But, yeah. Uh, for me, there was four four main like themes that I wanted to talk okay, about. Okay, perfect. And the first thing is hope because in the beginning, again, Andy is very down on his luck. Tim Robbins and it just slowly over time, and even with Morgan Freeman as well, he's a very ske- like his character Red is very skeptic. Like they're everyone is skeptical. You're in prison. It's not like you're having the highest expectations for everything but you could just see as the relationship builds they just because they didn't you don't want to trust people once you're in there like you don't know what someone's trying to plan but Mm -hmm. it's just them together and like red's good at smuggling things like they just they grow this bond and hope for we can do something more than this yeah and even yeah get like everyone get it like helping people get their ged like it's something where he doesn't have to do something like that. No. But if he's gaining hope, he wants to pass it on to other people. Yeah. It was beautiful. Uh, obviously, friendship. Like, mm-hmm. Red and Andy, like, for two guys that were just, they're, maybe Red isn't as quiet, but, like, you walk into a prison and you're not going to be, like, the loudest person there. You don't want to draw attention to yourself. But they just, also, their, like, delivery of lines is so good mm-hmm. because it's not, like, I feel like it's because they're both like kind of softer spoken people right that it's just like it's a very calming experience being in prison because I feel like prison is very glorified of like and obviously they have it with like fights and stuff like that and stuff that's just going to happen in prison yeah but then there's also just these like genuine moments where it's like yeah they're just real people yeah no and they're just you know they sit and play chess and they shoot the shit and they you know they're just kind of buddies Mm -hmm. and yeah uh, third one, freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, not too, not too subtle, but like, you're fight not only fighting for your freedom, but also, in some cases, you're successful. Yes. <laughs> and perseverance, because 
you're you're locked up in this and it, it brings me into also the biggest problem with this movie is not only Tim Robbins really smart makes his makes his escape plan or whatever uh he has a poster mm-hmm. no one no one wanted to look under the picture the no. poster no and it just it really made me laugh because it's one of those like movie things where it's like this is this is really obvious like yeah if you're having a poster there i, I know some people just want to jazz up the room but yeah i'm not gonna just not just gonna check one like i feel like, like that once would... in like 20 years you're not gonna check that poster yeah, yeah. um uh, what else do I got? I, 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 it does kind of work for the story, and I think it's because it's Morgan Freeman that he's narrating the story <laughs> over Tim Robbins. He's got the voice, yeah, right? the classic voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, da, da. I, the Zewa like when he they talk about that's the town and that's how mm-hmm. like the movie ends. It also made me think because before I even saw this, uh, maybe it was like just after I'd seen the movie. There was a Family Guy episode mm-hmm. that did like a, a mockery of of Shawshank, and again they they poked fun at the poster thing. And I always think of that episode because it's only like twenty minutes compared to the movie. Right, right. And uh, the part that makes me laugh is in the Family Guy episode. He's like, "You remember what the town's called, right?" <laughs> and he's like looking around. He's like, "Damn it! Like <laughs> I forgot what it's called." Because who's gonna remember Ziwatane- Ziwataneho? Well, you know I won't. <laughs> no. Uh, this is one of those like I usually don't write down quotes, but mm-hmm. I just love the remember red. Hope is good. Uh, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies. Mm, like nice. it's it, yeah. It's a part of the hope, the perseverance. Like you could just see these characters develop into believing something more than themselves yeah yeah um also i found it interesting a couple people that were also up for the role of andy dufresne oh yeah uh tom cruise yeah no like for that would not work arrow wise it works because he's they're probably about the same age maybe tim robbins a little tim robbins probably a little older Mm, i don't know um but yeah just he's too loud yeah, like and he doesn't too, really play the soft. He's too like yeah, he's too like gargarious or whatever that you know like he's just he's too much like yeah I don't see him being soft. Yeah, the other one Harrison Ford. Yeah, I just feel like we already did that with the Fugitive and like I just feel like been there done it. Mm-hmm. That it's the perfect Tim Robbins role, and to me, I don't think he ever needed to do another movie. Like yeah. he just he found his perfect that was movie. His movie, yeah. Anything else? Uh, just I'll say, if you don't cry at the ending, you are made of stone. So, because the ending, it just really gets you in the feels yeah. for sure. So, all right. Um, before we do our comedic draft, I've watched four episodes of Outer Banks. Okay. It is very over the top. It's so over the top. I told you it was. Yeah, but it's still it's still funny. I didn't have much more to say beyond that. I'm just interested. Like they they did a really good job of like the one obvious thing that you saw coming in one of the early episodes and they did it in such a cool way but then they also like stopped what the stakes were mm. so like when they're running through the alley oh, okay. then they, they meet yeah oh, when yeah. there's when there's the meetup and then we just forget what's happening yeah like there's no they're in slow motion yeah and we forget that there's people chasing i will say it's good at doing we don't stay with what how it starts in episode one where we're not dealing with still by the end like it's it's wrapped up and we've moved on to another storyline which i appreciated because i don't want to talk 
I don't want this like 10 episodes of the same. We're still talking about the gold. Thing. I know the gold is still like the main piece, but it, it feels like we're evolving the story. That yeah. is more than that. It's just over the top. Like if you're expecting like, like it's like Goonies on like speed. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like so many crazy things happen. But you know what? I don't know. It's summertime and there's it's just a fun summer show, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Our comedic draft. So one director, four actors. And we're trying to build the best okay. comedic movie can I we say can. this was my least favorite thing to do I had the hardest time okay because listen comedic is it's so subjective to what you think is funny so it's hard it's hard what I think is funny other people might not and so I just had to tell myself this is what I think is funny and other people may listen and be like oh my god I don't even like that person and that's totally fair but this is who I think are funny yeah that's, okay that's fair I know but I had a really really hard time with it like I was really like I don't know what, what direction I want to go in you know but anyways uh you can go first okay I'm gonna pick my director okay so I have two because I was worried in case you went and I just whatever so I think I'm gonna go with Judd Apatow though that's very I don't even want to say safe is a bad thing. It is just a very solid choice. I, I had him on my list somewhere. Yeah. So I'm just thinking I love King of Staten Island. I love Trainwreck, Knocked Up, Freaks and Geeks. Like he to me is he can put out he can put out a funny movie. So I was like, I feel like it's a good round. And I feel like he's also a really good writer. So I was kind of like he's got the double like, you know, he's pretty multi-talented. So I went Judd Apatow. But what I had to do was like, okay, what are some really funny movies? And I had to like look them up of who directed it. But sometimes the director was just like, say, Old School or Anchorman or one of those. If I picked it, it wasn't someone who had done maybe other, you know, so I felt like Judd Apatow had has done multiple funny. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's my pick. Uh, my first overall pick is going to be an actor. Okay. And I, I want people, as I'm picking these people, I, I want them to guess what kind of movie I'm trying to build. Oh, fun. Because I, okay. I have a, I have like, well, I made five categories of movies and once they're done, and I'll tell you what I tried to build with the other ones. Okay. So my first overall pick is going to be Ryan Reynolds. Nice. So that's interesting that you picked him and you won't watch the movie he's in. That's one of his funniest movies, but Okay. Got free, it. Free guy. That one. Yeah, that one. That looks really bad. It does look really bad. It does. I know, but he is really funny. Yeah. He is he is definitely my type of humor too. He is he is a leading man in this movie and once once it's built, you're gonna understand why why I like this movie. All right. And I also want I actually I said it to everybody else. I also want to see if you can guess what kind of category of comedy I'm going for. Okay. And then you can watch Deadpool? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Vince Vaughn. So for me, I like his, like, you know, couples retreat, wedding crashers, anchorman, dodgeball, old school swingers. Like for me, I like what I like about him is I think he goes off script a little bit. And I think he's just like the way he, the, the speed at which he, he spews his lines and talks, I find really fascinating. Like I find it really, um, I don't I don't know what the word is I need to like have a whole slew of words beside me that I can just pick from but I find him you know he's he's 
the speed at which he talks, you have to really pay attention. And he's got that underlying, like, kind of dry. He can kind of make fun of people without them knowing. And so mm-hmm. I I really appreciate Vince Vaughn's humor. So I'm going to go Vince Vaughn. Okay. Uh, that's Did you a have good... him? Anna. Oh, Anna. That, well, not in this one that I'm trying to build. Oh, I didn't okay. have him in another one either. But, like, it, it does make sense. He's a leading man in a comedy movie. Right. Okay. Uh, my next pick is going to be Aubrey Plaza. <gasps> Ooh, I like it. I like her a lot. I mm. like I like the idea of Ryan Reynolds and Aubrey Plaza leading this movie. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Kristen Wiig. So I like, um, you know, Bridesmaids, SNL, you know, SNL in itself. Like she can really play anything kind of thrown at her. So I I definitely want Kristen Wiig in my comedic draft. So, so far you've got Judd Apatow directing a movie starring Vince Vaughn and Kristen Wiig. Yes. I'm just... I'm just letting everybody know. Okay, thank you. Uh, next up, I'll go with my I'll go with my director. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna select Taika Watiti. Oh, nice. I can't spell his name. So it's okay. I'll just put it there. Well, I'm just trying to make a list myself. So when I have to go to guests, which I have no idea the direction right now, because Aubrey Plaza, when I think of her as like from Parks and Rec, like that's her. She's yeah. one of the funniest in that. So. Well, they're all really funny in that show, but she's pretty funny. Um, okay, I'm going to say, so this is going to be my best friend to Vince Vaughn is going to be played by. Uh, I mean, my favorite, I'll just, I'll say Owen Wilson. Oh, that was good. Yeah, Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Jason Bateman. Damn it. That's actually someone that's on my list. Yeah. I uh, I don't know how you... Like, Jason Bateman, to me, is one of the funniest out there. And he's... Again, he's got a more... It's not a direct funny. It's not like a Will Ferrell funny, you know? Like, he's 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 slyer and he's, he's more undertone of funny. But, like, Couples Retreat, This Is Where I Leave You, Horrible Bosses, Arrested Development. So, my... Him, Vince Vaughn, and Jason Bateman are going to be best friends, which they were in Couples Retreat. They we're in that movie together and I like that dynamic. So, yeah. All right, you really threw me for a curve. Okay. Um my next pick, I'm going to go with Joel McHale. Oh. So, to me the not quite the same as Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. but I think he can bring the same qualities to a movie. Okay. Okay. So, you have Ryan Reynolds, Aubrey Plaza, and Joel McHale as your acting. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. It's a Marvel movie. <laughs> could be. It could be. Um, okay. I'm going to go with my next choice is Melissa McCarthy. So Gilmore Girls, Spy, The Heat, Bridesmaids. And I think Bridesmaids with Kristen Wiig with their, they have a dynamic. So I just think it'd be funny to have them together. I like anything Melissa McCarthy's in. Actually on the plane I watched, I think it was called Super Intelligence. Oh, man, I was, like, laughing out loud on the plane. Like, it really had me LOLing. <laughs> LOLing. <laughs> it did. I was really laughing, though. Like, it's silly, but it's, it was fun. And with my last pick, right? Last pick? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. My last pick to uh, round. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you went first. I know. And then I was like, oh, I did I want that one or that one? Right. It's okay. Go. Uh, I'm going to select Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <gasps> Good choice. I think you can drop her into any movie Anything. and she'll make an impact. 100%. I couldn't agree more. She's right. so funny. So that that is my team. Taiko Atiti directing a movie starring Ryan Reynolds, Aubrey Plaza, Joel McHale, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I want interested to know if you are going to pick up on the theme and the type of movie I'm trying to build. I would I wouldn't worry about wouldn't worry about Taika. He he well, obviously he have the influence, but I, it's those four. What kind of like qualities do they have that are similar? Definitely dry humor or but I don't know what they would like are you saying do you want me to say like a type of movie like this is a mother daughter no 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 like like yeah what kind of like humor yeah i would definitely say it's it's an undertone of humor for sure it's a Mm -hmm. very dry sense of humor it's uh i don't know joel McHale very well though so that one's throwing me a little bit julie louis dreyfus from comedy i mean veep she (laughs) veep or seinfeld are very different comedy for her i when i thought of her i, I thought more Mar- of oh okay i was thinking even in marvel that's funny to me even yeah. though she's playing that kind of whatever character she's so funny to me in that i don't think she's meant to be funny but it is funny so veep um yeah i don't know like a dry yeah that was when i wrote it down i said sarcastic yeah it's kind of especially for me i'm like it starts with ryan reynolds he is the star of this movie he has that yeah dry wit mm-hmm sarcasm that was my that was my goal for the team you know what you could do you could say like julie louis dreyfus and her her son and daughter or two sons or something and then you know bring in the other like you could have it as a whole team of people Mm -hmm. right mine could be like married couples that you know maybe they swing or i don't know no (laughs) no i'm just gonna say it, it sounds like you you're doing like couples retreat too i know i know well i liked that movie i know a lot of people didn't but i liked it but yeah it could be something like that or yeah they kind of yeah they go on double dates with them or something or you know and it's like a crazy like date remember that movie date night with uh i know tina, steve, tina fey and steve carell steve carell was like so close on my like i really want him mm-hmm. i tina fey was another one of mine amy schumer was on my list yeah, I definitely wanted something like that. It was hard, though. I found this really, really hard. Who else did you have for actors or directors? Um, if you want, I can roll through the other teams that I like tried to build. Okay. Teams, movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I gave each one a category. So the Will Ferrell. Yeah. So on Adam McKay directing. Yeah. They've worked a lot together. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. His best running mate, John C. Riley. Yes. And then the two, because I wanted to balance it out with the two male, two female. I think that's a good balance. The only reason why I wouldn't have for what I actually picked is if I would have picked Jason Bateman. Okay. So Jason Bateman was actually on your list for this one yeah. you tried. Because I wanted, he would have been the perfect kind of him yeah. and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Didn't they? I think they did a movie together. Yeah. It wasn't good, but. They were funny. Oh. Where they like switch bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are always weird. Eh? Yeah, the switch up or something? Or yeah. Something change, like change, change up? up? I think it's change up. <laughs> um, so, McKay, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, 
Rachel Dratch. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Zoe Deschanel. So I tried to... I feel like with every other team, I tried to do like some... uh, Variation or... Yeah, like some... uh, uh, Cohesion. Okay, okay. So then with my actual team, I'm like, you know what? Just go for it. Let's throw a bunch of people together and see what we can make. Mix it up. That's the best now with movies. I find they're really like before there used to just be like one or two stars in it. Now it's so much more like collaborative. Yeah, I love ensembles. Like give me a whole like this is where I leave you was like one of my favorite movies. Like I loved there was just I mean, it was one star after another. And, yeah. and they were all great. Like it wasn't like one was the lead even like I know Jason Bateman technically, but the, st- the story followed him more, but when everybody else was like on the screen, they were making their impact. Yeah. Like Even Adam that, Driver and, and I was gonna say Catherine Timothy, Hahn. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. He was uh, so good. The other. Tina Fey. Who's the uh, other brother? Is, uh, it's like I can see him. The bald. It's not, not, uh, not Tony Hale. No, it's. Oh, my God. I can see him. Because he, he's the villain in Ant-Man. The he first is. Ant-Man movie. Um, He was definitely a bad guy in another movie. I think he was in non-stop uh, i can really see his face right oh, now. oh i can totally see his face but i just um, can't think of his name Corey uh stole stop yeah stole. stole i wouldn't have wouldn't have guessed that he's 45 and he's been in house of cards too damn <laughs> damn i should have known that <laughs> yeah he's got a lot 67 things so huh? he's been around busy busy yeah he's good uh I did. I did do an SNL. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler, they can both co-direct, write, and star in it. Totally. And then I and then I just started going. I'm like, you know what? This should be the my Rudolph, the Kristen Wiig. Mm. Then in my head, I'm like, okay, but if I'm doing that, then I want Bill Hader, mm-hmm. Andy Samberg, and Jason Sudeikis, and yeah, like I just I want that era. Yeah, totally the best, right? I know. Uh, I did do an Adam Sandler. Yeah. List. So Dennis Dugan, who directed almost every Adam Sandler movie, which I didn't know. Oh, nice. And then Sandler. And then you kind of roll down the Kevin James, yeah, the Chris yeah, Rock, yeah. David Spade, Rob Schneider, Nick Swardson, even Steve Buscemi's in a lot of. Right, right. And then I thought, okay, it's going to be a movie about the boys. Who's, who's going to be the girl? Because it's basically every Adam Sandler movie where he's walking around wearing like basketball shorts and then his wife is drop dead gorgeous like brooklyn and yeah, brooklyn. Jennifer, jennifer aniston like, yeah, yeah she's- which is jennifer aniston is ended, who i ended up picking yeah. and, it, and it's yeah it's the salma hayek it's yeah. that's always funny because then his own wife's in the movie but right. like as a side character <laughs> right i know it's funny eh? and that's the thing about adam sailor movies is it just seems like he's like you know what I'm just going to take me and my friends on vacation. I know. Especially grownups, too. It was terrible, but it was just like, eh, they're just going to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, my last one is the Seth Rogen movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. James S- Franco. Yeah. He canceled. Was oh. he? Did he? James Franco? He's no. canceled? Wow. Yeah, I think so. Huh. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he might recover, but yeah, he's he's made some bad choices. It's also good that I didn't put him on the list. Well, I mean, you can if you want. Uh, it's your list. I know, but uh, I I built a very, I went again, very specific to a, a, basically a movie we've seen, but I want to see what they look like grown up. Right. So it's Seth Rogen directing with Evan mm. Goldberg, his writer, and then it's Michael Sarah Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. 
because I want to see them back, bring back Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I need a, cur- I need a curveball in there because I can't just make Superbad 2. Because right. obviously I want Seth Rogen and I want Bill Hader. I want basically all those characters back. Yeah. But it's not Superbad 2. Okay. So my curveball was Charlize Theron. Oh, nice. So I'm, good. I like the I like the dynamics of this movie because most of the people know each other. Like even right. if it's not like Charlize is the like outlier in terms of the actors, but Seth Rogen worked with her on uh, Bombshell. No, uh, the Long Shot. Long Shot, because she was like the president in that Something one. Something like that. I didn't. Bombshell see it. was like the Fox News one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's my last team. I like it. Um, is there anything else on your? on your mind marvel what if starts started we hadn't watched it yet but yeah i'm excited to see it is it one week at a time i think so uh, i hate sorry. that episode one you what know if a, a captain lot of carter pe- is that what it is nice um and a lot of people like we have a few more weeks left of summer and i think a lot of people get upset i actually don't because i so look forward to new shows and the movies are always better in the fall and there's just i don't know like i get excited about that kind of stuff so I think it's I'm looking forward to seeing some new shows and seeing what they're going to put out, which hopefully we'll start seeing some schedules soon of, you know, when things are coming back and, and what who, new shows. Who's and, bringing back what? Yes. Uh, and then it's also like we're really just a couple weeks away from starting to get Oscar bait movies, especially with movie totally. theaters reopening. Yeah, this I don't know. I like it. I know it sucks that summer's over, but I like it's for me. It's like it's not that big of a deal because I have other things that I I'm excited about. Yeah, for me, it's just more the weather is still so nice, but then you're in school. Like, that to me is the worst part. Yeah, no, I hate September. It's probably my least favorite month of the year. September and I would say April are my two. I don't like the transition months, and those are always my worst allergy months. So it's not my favorite trying to get back in schedule and stuff like that. But yeah. All right. Shake her up. Before we head to the cottage. Yeah. Hopefully, we can have a podcast next week. We will. Okay. 79. I was about to say episode 79. 79. One of your favorites. You've definitely recreated this dance move at one point. Dirty Dancing. Yay. I love Dirty Dancing. I do. We should actually throw that picture up for uh, on our podcast of me holding up Lisa at the cottage. We did our Dirty Dancing move. Have you seen this movie? No. Isn't it Patrick Swayze? Yeah. R.I.P. Isn't there some like, isn't like he a lot older? Uh, than Jennifer Grey? Is it? That, that's what I thought. I thought that's uh, what I mean, it was I like. I don't think it's like, yeah, I don't think it's like that big of a deal. Canceled. Well, it's no longer with us, so. I meant the character, not, oh. not Patrick Swayze. Is <laughs> <laughs> it mixed? Do you got it? It's, do you think it's mixed? Yeah. This one. Suspense. Really, really taking your time there, my friend. And not as long as Kevin Costner took to walk out to a baseball field. Okay. Yeah. Uh, seventy-three. Finding Nemo. Aw, fun. We should totally watch that at the cottage on the big screen. Big screen? I guess it is kind of big. Well, it's bigger than our TV. That's true. So it's big. Finding Nemo. Finding mm. Nemo. Dirty Dancing. I like it. I'm into it. Um. I feel like it, I guess I'll, I'll just start complaining now every episode until we get it. Spider-Man comes out in December and there's nothing. No trailer. Nothing. Well, I'll complain then too because one of my favorite shows right now is Yellowstone, which my girlfriend Amy, well, and Lisa, and then a couple of our other friends, Brian and Rick, 
everybody recommended the show to us. I didn't like it at first. Now I think it's so freaking entertaining. I love it. Love it. And they just said it's coming. So it's supposed usually starts in June. Then all of a sudden it was just not on. And then they announced it's coming in the fall. Okay. I love vague. Fall. What's fall? Is that September, October, November, December? I don't think it's fall in December. It is, isn't it? Until the 21st or something of December? Oh, really? I was going to say November. Oh, maybe it is. No, September to October, October, November, three months. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. You have good three months in there. Give me, give me a date. Give me, give me a month at this point. Just say it's in October or something. Anyways. Yeah. Even like the Toronto Maple Leafs, they have a Amazon Prime series and they have a trailer for it. It comes out October 1st. Exactly. Let's go, people. Give, Had nothing but time in this pandemic. Yeah, give us trailers. Give us stuff. Give, give us dates. <laughs> give us stuff to consume. Yes. Stuff we can talk about. Exactly. Hopefully by the next episode we can say, oh man, that Spider-Man trailer with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire they looks won't show great. It. They won't show that on the thing. I think that... On the trailer. That's my actual theory now is that they're not in it and they don't want to release the trailer because they don't want to disappoint everyone. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Besides that, Casey, got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. And besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.